show coming from the rack store. Bet is packing and making a backflow. Let's go, chillin' with raccoons by the back door. Take all so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making door right. But I found this crew and doing alright. We wreck will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack lab from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack pack from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this haystack. It's the rack pack. Welcome to another episode of Funky Friday, guys. Your number one Cosmos Crypto US of A breakfast show that is all love. With your host, Robo, the mayor of Rackville. And guys, today we've got... I'm really looking forward to this because, honestly, I've looked at this project and I'm like, wow, this is like some next-level stuff, yeah? Uh, and so this is intriguing for me, right? And uh, Mol's here because obviously he's got some AI knowledge. Uh, we did, guys, uh, try to get uh, Coinland and Page in from a front end perspective, but he was just too busy. Uh, it's his like 2 p.m. or 3, and that's blocked off for him, yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys, super excited with uh, Codex chain coming in. So yeah, let's remember that it's, uh, it's Friday the 8th of September 2023. And uh, without further ado, let's bring them in. So, hello, uh, Codex Chain. Is it plural? Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, here is me, uh, Amika. I'm one of the co founder and with me is uh, Andrea. Hello. Listen. We are very, uh, we, uh, thank you for uh, having us here. And we are pretty much excited to, um, you know, spread the world. So, yeah, let's do it. Are you guys on a similar time zone to me? I did, obviously, in the DMs hear something about, uh, you know, the same place I live, which is uh, Thailand, Bangkok, yeah? Are you yeah. guys in a similar time zone? Yeah, uh, so we are uh, actually in Indonesia right now. As you know, like in Indonesia currently, there's a lot of um, crypto conference. Like the last one was uh, CoinFest in Bali. Oh, right. I absolutely love Bali, mate. It's one of my favorite places in the world. It's beautiful, right? Uh, have you been there? Oh, I've been to Bali several times. Yeah, I love the Gilly Islands. The Gilly Islands is probably one of Gilly Tea is probably my favorite place on earth. I think. Nice, nice. Excited. Oh, maybe we can meet again. Who knows, right? Have you spent any time in the Gilly Islands? Have you? Um. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Well, guys, it's great to have you here. We we have actually just been joined by our beautiful, <coughs> beautiful co-host, B-Bands from the block. Hello, B-Bands. Hello, hello. Sorry I'm late. I had to put my daughter on the school bus. It's the most wonderful time of the day. You know how that is. Put them on the school bus and come back inside and you got free time. So I'm back. Hi. Um, hi, Codex. I'm very excited to hear from about your project. Um, I am looking through the white paper and stuff, so I do have a couple of questions, but I will wait till later. Yeah, and and if we can, uh, we did have like guys, some some people who are like really good in the particular field, you know, 
uh, be banned is going to have a quick look maybe at any kind of you know tokenomics or whatever but i know jessica's jessica was straight in the room uh yeah she's a dev herself so it would be great if jessica would want to come up but i know you might be working so just if you do send us a, a request and we'll bring you up no problem and yeah we've got a mall here guys uh mall do you want to just quickly introduce yourself to the guy oh he has he hasn't had his coffee has he? okay no i because i heard it, it cut when you when you were speaking so i'm like did i cut or something like that but yeah i can give a, a quick intro so uh i'm mal uh i'm from the raccoon supply team we're basically like um an nft and gaming slash gambling and we're doing a bunch of custom custom stuff on within the uh cosmos ecosystem so um but yeah the, the main reason why i think i'm here today is because before actually like going full-time crypto almost two years ago let's say uh, I used to do some research and deep learning slash uh, AI, and uh, very excited to hear about the, the Codex uh, project because um, it seems to be like very different than what we we've been hearing like uh, here and there about AI and stuff like that. So very excited to be here. So without further ado, uh, Codex, <coughs> I did say to you guys in the DMs. <coughs> sorry, I've got a bad <coughs> a bad chest today. I've got a frog in my throat. Uh, I did say to you guys, a past, present, and a future, but can you guys just give us like about a, a, a one or two minute just overview of like, you know, the core purpose, the core vision of the project, and then we'll talk about you guys coming together as a team, you know, et cetera, et cetera, past, present, future. But for now, give us an overview, if that's all right. Uh, yeah, absolutely, sure. So uh, I'll just uh, start with the short introduction. Uh, shall we? So um, yeah, thank you everyone for joining uh, this AMA today. So here is uh, me, Ika, and uh, my partner, co-founders, Andrea, and we'll give you a short introduction about what is Codex. So Codex is not just another platform. It is a vision. It is a dream we have had for a long time. A dream where coding is no longer a barrier to creating blockchain application. A dream where anyone, regardless of their technical background, can turn their idea into a reality. So um, what we are building is like we are building a, a no-code platform and it is not just a set of drag and drop tools. It is a paradigm shift in blockchain application development. We go beyond providing just a no-code smart contract. We empower users to create complete the apps with unparalleled ease. So just imagine you can build a DApp uh, as simple as filling in a Google form and within a few clicks, Viola, your DApp is ready to go. And uh, what's more, this is not just about the smart contract. So it's uh, encompasses the entire DApp, including the front end, back end, and smart contract. And all you need to do is to make sure that the information you provide in the form align with your project parameters. Once that's set, uh, make sure that you have your domain ready to connect and you are on your way to bringing your blockchain-based uh, vision to life. And it's like um, filling out a straightforward questionnaire and watching your idea transform into a fully functioning DApp. Uh, and that process takes minutes, not months. And that's the power of Codex, a no-code platform making blockchain development as simple as filling out a form just as quick as uh, less than five minutes. Andrea, you want to add something? 
I yeah, uh, I was going through the white paper and I was just trying as, as a no code guy, you know. I mean, I know a little bit. I have some custom contracts and stuff, but I was looking at like, what are these guys like? How like? So I'm looking at other places, you know, layer zeros like Celestia and things, and I'm thinking, you know, is is this something comparable? And it's not. Are you guys absolutely unique in this industry right now? So uh, the competitor can do no code for a smart contract. So you can deploy token or NFT because both are uh, like a token from smart contract, but nobody uh, until now in the Web3 space can build full working application, including front-end, back-end, and, and smart contract itself. So as um, one of our um, you know respectful uh, competitors is Third Web, and they also got backed by Mark Cuban, if I'm not mistaken. And what they are building is they are building a no-code smart contract. So um, in a sense that, uh, for example, like token generation, uh, NFT uh, NFT generation, uh, these are basically smart contract, right? But what we are building is like, for example, you guys want to build a launchpad or let's say domain name service. And as simple as clicking in the template that we built and then filling in the Google form and just deploy, select your chain, connect your wallet and approve of the parameter and that's it. And you will have uh, your uh, DApp launchpad or uh, domain name service or even NFT marketplace or DAO ready to go. And you just need to connect uh, your domain and you're ready to go and you just need to running the business because we are taking care of the product development itself. So I hope that's explained um, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we are, we are no, ABM no, and Cosmos compatibility so people can choose to have uh, the backend uh, smart contract related to Solidity or Rust without any problem. And we will implement uh, the AI technology for the coding translate and uh, allow the multi-chain uh, development. I was going to say the explanation was wonderful there, which is like, I'm not too sure if I explained it, you know. Excellent. Mall, as someone who's just been through this, you know, multi-chain deployment, uh, Mall, like having like tools available or something like that. I mean, because Jessica mentioned in a, in a comment, she was like, I'm not normally a fan of these no code like you know solutions, but this I'm really interested in. So yeah, Mol, anything to say before we actually like go back to the start? Yeah, I actually have a lot of questions because like yeah, it's actually the first time that I, I'm actually like digging a bit deeper regarding like no code approaches. Like at first I was a bit uh, skeptical, let's say, because like like okay, so I'll just like ask one question, like. What if, like, for example, like you said, you, you guys are Cosmos compatible. Well, what if I would like to deploy a very simple application, let's say, for uh, social media, something that looks like Twitter, or I just want to post pictures and have some captions and all that on blockchain, let's say. Like, how easy and how, like, certain I will be that the application, the smart contract will work as expected in the case of a no-code approach. It's like, the, the I never use such approach. And the, the reason why is I really, we really like doing like very custom stuff. So I'm just curious about like, how, can, how custom can we be when we use a no-code approach? Yes, so we use a modular uh, system for smart contracts. Basically, when you fill the form, you choose your functionality, you active or disactivate. 
the necessary smart contract uh, functionality related chain you are deploying for example if it's solidity uh, based will be avm compatible if it's Rust, cosmos sdk uh, but when you choose your option, you already select and decide uh, what will be deployed in the real time. And uh, uh, because what we care is uh, security as well. So all the, uh, the app we provide will be full uh, audited by uh, uh, notable company like Certic and similar. So we, we're taking care to all the development side. You just need to choose what to use and what you want to use. And maybe another question, like, what's the difference with your approach and actually having an approach where you select from templates an application or smart contract and you just, like, put them all together? Like, what's the difference between templates and a no-code approach? Yeah, it's based in a, a template and working product, but the difference, you don't need to combine it, taking care to uh, the right backend, the right front-end, so all in one, when you selected uh, your favorite template, for example, uh, deploying a social media, and from the social media, you have several different uh, uh, templates and different options. And uh, slowly, slowly, you select and uh, you, you can see in the, uh, the preview of your application what will be the product until you have all the functionality you want. So it's template-based, but with uh, the full package uh, building in one time. Okay, that's cool. And if I can ask another question, like, uh, what, like, you guys spoke about, like, AI, I guess, like, is, would someone be able to actually go in a smart contract and use, let's say, chat GPT approach and be like, okay, I want this part of the smart contract to be slightly different. So would it be able to use AI to just code the part that I want to add to a smart contract, let's say? So um, for uh, the no coder level, we uh, we don't allow to uh, modify because it's taking risk to uh, compromise the application. But if you are a developer, you can after receive everything in your GitHub and implement all, all the kind of uh, AI tools for helping you to code and modify the application. Okay, that makes sense. So uh, after you receive the product, you're able to make some modification. So it is like slightly more custom, let's say. Yes, exactly. Okay, that makes sense. So, guys, uh, I mean, Baybands, have you got anything on that before we jump into a bit of history on the uh, team or what? Anything, Bayband? Actually, um, the, the no-code, I was trying to figure out what this whole no-code thing was, but you guys explained it, so that was actually my, my first question. So, we're good. We can go on to the next segment. Yeah, I mean, guys, like I said, your past, present, and future. Just how did you guys, like, as a team, like, come together, gel, like, like, you know, what's what's the backstory to the project? So a uh, few years ago, we met in Bali for starting Arika Town Inter Ecosystem, me and Ika, and we uh, built around a multi-chain incubator and crowdfunding launchpad. So in the past few years, we helped a lot of projects from idea to become a working product in tech side, financial fundraising. And we come across a big problem in the blockchain is uh, timing and money you need to spend for uh, building your product. So after uh, a lot of brilliant idea never become real, we understand what is the real missing point in the blockchain. It's the easy way to build application. So we are come to uh, build a codex for uh, this reason. 
and so maybe what, like I, I just wanted to jump in and to add something. I feel like the the real power behind like no code application is that like like Bibi said like she, she was gonna ask like what's a no code approach? Like I think it can reach a much further population. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like, if you are able to use a no-code approach and you have this very specific idea that you want to create on a blockchain, well, that way you are able to be not very familiar with code and basically use a no-code approach like the Codex team are building and just take your idea that you have in your head and just put it on the blockchain via an application and stuff like that. So you don't have to have all the knowledge and basically be able to explore your idea of your no-code approach. So I think it's, it can reach a lot more people than like the usual way of coding stuff, let's say. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. Because um, if I can add some points, because uh, let's take a step back and think about the challenges we face in the world of blockchain, right? Like many of us have been frustrated by the complexity of programming language. Let's be honest, I'm not a tech savvy person. It's um, some of my team, yes. But whenever I try to speak with uh, the developer team, I really have no idea what they're talking about because it seems like we are, uh, you know, speaking in a different uh, language, different universe and then the high barrier to entry and the ever looming fear of security issues and this obstacle have kept countless brilliant minds away from the blockchain space um, for example one is about complexity and high barrier the world of blockchain has been a realm reserved for tech-savvy individuals like coding languages and developer infrastructure are often intimidating even for me and it is like speaking a foreign language for most entrepreneurs uh, and and creating a daunting barrier so it's like imagine trying to learn a new language just to build a dApp so it is a very much time consuming and can lead into costly mistake and then not to mention about the limitation for startup and small organization entering the blockchain space often means seeking funding even before building an mvp and this is happened a lot right when during when we are do, uh, doing the incubation a lot of them just coming to us only with white paper and a uh, website and they don't have uh, the capability to build the MVP at least because first uh, there is no uh, team enough to build it and it's also related to the time and also funding. So it's like developing the apps requires significant resources like money, skill team, time for R&D and many more. So it's like many promising projects never see the light of the day due to these constraints. And then about interoperability challenges, right? Like moving between a blockchain platform is like translating a book from one to another language. And it means often rewriting the entire story. So the lack of standardized smart contract language creates compatibility issues. And additionally, the security constant around uh, cross-chain bridge can give any project manager sleepless night. And not to mention the user engagement and retention, like um, the success of Web3 project uh, heavily relies on its community. So uh, building and returning and engage user base is very challenging in the complex uh, world of blockchain. But this is uh, why Codex is here. Um, with the no code with AI powered, we brought AI into the picture to simplify blockchain application development. Our platform empowers users, including businesses, to create application without any prior coding of knowledge, like uh, what you say earlier. So it's as easy as filling out a Google form. So people don't need to understand about coding, about programming, because if 
we are targeting someone like me, which I am not a developer, then if I have a brilliant idea, just because I have a lack of knowledge, I will never can do it. And we are not just talking about smart contract here. We are talking about the entire the apps, including front end, back end, and smart contract. And then for the EVM to Cosmos Wasm to simplify the multi multi chain, uh, we have cracked the code for seamless uh, iteratability. So our EVM to Cosmos uh, Wasm bridge connects the Cosmos and Ethereum ecosystem. So, uh, for example, if you want to build uh, your let's say launchpad on testnet or either mynet you just simply click for example oh i want to build in terra uh, or maybe juno and um for example uh, ethereum or binance and you just simply to click this section and it's directly deployed automatically into different uh, ecosystem and then about security and scalability uh, as uh, andrea um, mentioned earlier our uh, smart con uh, our uh, dapp is all included the audit because we understand that building a dapp it's need a lot of resources of money one of it is audit audit is very expensive and uh, for uh, not to mention about that and audit is one of the things that we try to um, mitigate about the security issues. And as well, for additional point, we have taken the security and scalability to the next level. Uh, our uh, advanced consensus algorithm, we are including the proof of uh, stake, proof of history, and proof of contribution. And about the cost effectiveness, like uh, we streamline the development and deployment process, we know that every dollars and minute count. So we optimize our platform for efficiency, allowing you to create your DApp more cost effectively. And the last one about the community and corporate involvement, at Codec, we believe in sharing the rewards. We introduce the proof of contribution uh, system that allow both individual users and corporation to share in the profit sharing and even royalty in perpetuity. This encourages active participation and ensure everyone benefits from the ecosystem. I have to be honest, <clears throat> I did look and, and study that flowchart. Uh, you know, I do know a bit about stacks, etc., and, and modularity, but honest, I looked at that and I was like, whoa, I'm way out of my depth here, you know. Uh, <laughs> where, where are you guys like right now on your kind of uh, roadmap to glory or whatever? Uh, like, how do you how do you say feel like you've progressed? Have there been like delays or anything in what you've been trying to execute? So uh, basically, we have uh, the first five uh, working product. One is for generate uh, uh, token, token uh, utility, token security, NFT, uh, launchpad, DAO infrastructure, and uh, name service provider. So this is the uh, just. A uh, simple showcase for a uh, different kind of product, and we have a roadmap to develop uh, any kind of idea exists in the blockchain with the no code. What kind of uh, DAO tooling is there? Uh, is is there in the uh, in the DAO stuff? Is it just like very very basic governance, or is it? We love DAO tooling over here, you know. Yeah, but uh, the DAO you can uh, set up all the governments. Uh, create a generator the token setting the um, the percentage required of the token or how many a token you need to uh, holding for having the voting power you can generate proposal uh, you can it's a full infrastructure you can apply for a, any kind of project so mol did you uh, did you say the flowchart yeah did i what did you say the flowchart in the white paper the the overview there 
there wasn't like uh, an AVM compatibility. Uh, no, I haven't looked that much into it to be honest. I, I just like uh, played around like on the website and looked uh, at what these guys were building. But uh, I actually have like one question because like I feel like what you guys are currently building is kind of large. It's not like a small project. So I was curious, like how many people are behind this project, Codex? So um, until now, uh, the coding side, I do everything myself. And Ika is helping in the marketing side. Yeah, uh, we also have some team member, but uh, as a founders, obviously, we need to do everything. And obviously, like, um, we have uh, business development, we have legal, we have finance, we have, uh, yeah, full stacks uh, and smart contract developers. And in total, it's about uh, 11 people. We are a small team, but yeah, we are trying to make this um, project alive with all of the effort and not to mention we are self-funding. Well, I was about to ask actually about that. I mean, I'm glad Maul brought it up, uh, shout out. But when I looked on the website and obviously we always look at the team, you know, obviously, and there were six of you, you know, and I was like, oh, tight, you know, small, tight team. Uh, I saw you two guys, obviously the CFO. And then I saw there's like a full stack uh, and small contract. There's two of them. And then obviously graphic design, I take it's your front end guy. So I was like, okay, they've got two back end guys. They've got one front end guy. They're a small, tight team. Obviously, a CFO, you've got to have one if you're getting funding. Has that changed uh, to what I'm looking at on the website? Or uh, Is uh, the correct one? And... Uh, for now, it's a lot of work we need to do, but when we can uh, stabilize the uh, proof of contribution, we uh, allow developers to come and build in the no-code tools so they will get uh, the royalty for each time people using the DR. So when I was looking at that stack, I'm like, is this like just Celestia, but you don't have to code? You know, I, I saw there was uh, something in the white paper, right, which I found... I mean, I found I found quite funny. I found quite funny actually. Let me just grab the this section because I'm I'm further down the white paper. Uh, where is it? Ah, oh, right. Okay, yeah. Uh, specifically, obviously, com, uh, Codex offers the following features. Oh, guys, you've got a hot mic. At, uh, Codex. I just let you know when you're like not speaking, you've got a bit of a hot mic. I think so. You might need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, dude. Sorry. It sometimes happens. That might be me actually. Yeah, so right at the start of the white paper, there's some bullet points, and it does say uh, <clears throat> integrated cross-chain bridging technology between EVM, compatible chains, and Cotton Wasm, without the overhead and security concerns of rolling your own in, like, air quotes. Now, the rolling your own, are you referring to, like, sovereign L2 roll-ups on, on a data availability layer like Celestia, yeah? Um, sorry, it was a little bit cracking on our side. The connection, could you please uh, repeat? Oh, sorry, uh, Baybans, did you hear me or not? Or have I, have I got a problem? Um, yeah, now it's a, a little bit better. Okay, it was just that no, no, the the phrase in the white paper of like rolling your own in air quotes was quite funny. I thought, uh, I, I, I like I looked and I went, ha ha, like. Basically, what you're talking about there is these sovereign L2 rollups that these like layer zero data availability uh, layers are offering, like Selectia, right? 
That's what you're referring to. No need to roll your own, right? You're talking about overhead security concerns. Uh, you can give us some uh, specific page, please. No, no, I mean, I mean, just, oh, sorry, sorry, I'm referring to the white paper, right? Yes, which page? The second bullet point, where you guys say, integrated cross-chain bridging technology between EVM compatible chains and Cosmosm, comma, without the overhead and security concerns, because that's what I'm focused on, of rolling your own. Like, so we all know what rolling your own means, but in this context of, a, you know, a blockchain you know, technology white paper, like, we, we know what you mean. You're talking about sovereign L2s because there's a lot of, you know, there's competition to produce data availability layers, you know, with EVM stacks, Cosmosm stacks. This is pretty much what Celestia is doing, but without the code, uh, no codeability, right? But you... Yeah. You're saying people don't have the overheads of running a sovereign L2 or the security concerns with your offering, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I made sense there. Mol, Mol, did you get what I mean? Mol, you know about Celestia. You know what I'm talking about, right? Rolling your own must mean like a sovereign L2 roll-up, right, in the context of a white paper, yeah? Yeah, from, from the explanation you just gave, uh, maybe it's a bit technical for... Uh for some here but uh, yeah it actually it's very similar to what celestia is currently doing i've got mole breaking up there small breaking up on you hey bands you got your hand up uh yeah he sounds fine to me i didn't uh he didn't sound weird um i uh, i just thought I was... let me jump out and back in right it might be this account one second no yeah you're you're not you're not you sound good all right Hey, so I have a quick question. Um, I was looking on so to use the um to use the code and to use this, you have to have like a you have to KYC. Is that everybody um, has to go through a KYC? This is no for uh, using the the application, you just need to connect your wallet yeah. and choose your preferred one, and you can just deploy. So um, it says to safeguard the integrity of the ecosystem and prevent malicious activities, the Codex com community will imp implement a know your customer process. Is that? Yeah, the, our ecosystem will process? be 100% uh, uh, DAO-based, so will be managed uh, by the community. They can open a great proposal and they can require uh, which uh, no tools they want to build in the future. And uh, everything is accessible without any KYC for uh, using the platform. So what is the KYC implementation measures that Codex, it says Codex blockchain aims to maintain a secure and trustworthy environment for its community members. So it's saying the community members need to KYC for the DAO. Yes, for uh, um, avoiding right. uh, the, um, to try to uh, manipulate the DAO. So if you want to vote, you need to do KYC for avoiding uh, uh, you can create a double account or all these kind of problems. So if you want to participate and voting for any decision, you need to process the KYC. Awesome. Thank you. I lost about the uh, about the last 90 seconds there, mine Twitter. So Twitter was uh, bugging. It was rugging. So sorry, Mol, I didn't hear your reply, dude. Anyway, uh, Mol, did you have any uh, AI, before we talk about the future, do you have any uh, AI-related uh, queries or questions? Uh, 
before you, you we change subject, um, I, I just want to add to what Bibens just asked because it's a very crucial question. I feel like because if I understand correctly, like is it do people have to KYC to actually participate in the DAO to make some changes to your project or participate in the governance of Codex, or people do have to KYC as well to use uh, the tools? and the templates that you guys have. I just want to clear this out because it's very different between using and participating. Exactly. So for using, no KYC. But for voting and participate, yes. For avoiding the manipulation and uh, some people can create a multiple wallet and uh, it can destroy the, the equilibrium of the DAO. So it's not, it's, it's like a multi-sig? It's not like a, a tokenized governance DAO, let's say? Is tokenized, but for increase the security is uh, required to KYC. But for using the platform, any application is not required any kind of KYC. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, sorry if I have so many questions, but uh, before maybe we jump into the to the AI part, I was just curious, like, what's your business model in the sense, like, how do you guys are planning to make money, like the is it like every time someone wants to create an application based from what you guys are providing, they have to pay something? Like, what's the plan to generate some money? Because you guys said you were not funded. So there must be some place where you guys need to generate some profit and be sustainable for the years to come. Sure. Uh, we have uh, several uh, uh, ways to make uh, money. Maybe Ika can give a lot of explanation. Um, yeah, so our business model is basically uh, B2B and B2C. And um, so it uh, empowers both individuals and corporations. So we offer a range of services, including deployment fee, transaction fee, governance token, bridge fee, and even a no-code royalty model. So um, what does it mean? It's like, for example, for the uh, B2C, it's like any one of you um, here, for example, who listening this AMA, want to build a launch pad or something or even uh, NFT collection, right? So just simply uh, click and uh, fill in some of the form and deploy. But um, what happened for a corporate who want to basically um, franchising our business, for example, uh, Tron want to uh, use our uh, domain name service because uh, right now they don't have a DNS yet. So they can just uh, simply using um, our infrastructure and then uh, deploy directly. And after that, we can share uh, the profit sharing or slash uh, royalty. So that's basically how is it. But of course, either than that, it's a deployment fee, transaction fee, governance token, bridge fee. Um, yeah, I hope that's uh, explained. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. I just wanted to make sure. And mm -hmm. when you, you spoke about the um, uh, fee share or something like that, like, do people in the Codex DAO get a proportion of the revenues, or it's basically like you guys then receive uh, most of the revenues, and the DAO is mainly used for governance? Uh, yeah, DAO is for governance. So, um, here's the thing. Um, Codex, there's uh two entities, right? The Codex ecosystem itself is um fully DAO, so it's managed by the community. And uh, aside from that, we do have the foundation. And what is the act of the foundation here is to facilitate uh the infrastructure to building the Codex because um aside that we empowers every uh builders or developers that helping us in the future to create the automation of the um, 
no code the app itself we also help them to uh, basically make sure that what they're building is right and uh, we also help for the audit we also help for uh, fostering like for example grant or even investment something like that does it make sense yes it did. that that makes sense thanks for answering all my questions <laughs> no worries no worries our pleasure but, but Mon, the thing is, there's a real reason why I said the, I mean, the AI stuff, yeah, but, you know, you've just been through all of this, like, building, right? You know, cross-chain, multi-chain, right? You know, Mol, you've just been through, like, the whole thing of, you know, standing up projects, getting them running, managing liquidity, you've had the overheads, you've had all of the dramas, everything, yeah? So you were the perfect guy to, like, have on the day, dude. You know, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree because like crypto is so much different than when you build like a startup in the real world and stuff like that. Because I feel like you have more freedom to explore new ways of actually creating creating a business model. Sometimes it's it's gonna fail because like you have an idea, you try to put it in action, and, and it doesn't work. And what I like with Codex, I, I'm very curious how you guys like this project is going to unfold because at the end of the day, like I feel like you're going to provide some powerful tools for people that have no knowledge of coding, but like it would be so much easier to create something very fast and fail fast to actually understand if an approach works or not. So that's a very cool thing. And in crypto, when you're doing everything from scratch and you're trying something that you have to build from A to Z and it fails and it took you like three months, it's harder than when it only takes you like a week. So the process of failing fast is very important. And I think that's something what you guys will be tackling. But uh, I'm very curious to see like how it will unfold because sometimes it takes some time to, to understand like a product. Yes, sure. Uh, you get all the point. This helps so much to uh, speed up all the process and testing your idea, your product before you need to spend a lot of money. So you just deploy, you do only marketing. If you get attraction about your idea, you get investment, and you can full building your uh, final product. So I'm all, uh, right, AI. I know, dude, we, we, we're not, right, we're coming up to the hour right here. Uh, by the way, the guests have been absolutely fantastic. Great show, I'm really enjoying it. Had a uh, few DMs. Guys, if you can, last few minutes, just tweet this out, you know. Uh, get the recording some exposure, which generally do multiples on the recording uh, as opposed to obviously you know the original people are busy it's friday friday morning uh, yeah mole any ai centered questions bro before we uh kick, kick on and get some questions maybe i'm ready now to, to ask more questions <laughs> but yeah uh where in the process are you guys leveraging ai uh which model are you using i presume it's going to be like model that already exists, but you are leveraging them into your process. Can, can we get some feedback on like, how are you using AI and why, basically? So uh, basically, the AI is not for uh, coding uh, alone, but it's for facilitate any process. Basically, we, uh, they compress all the process to four levels. So the, main, the, the first level is for pro developers about the library, and uh, uh, compiling after we go to the uh, code translator level so level two is for example uh, taking uh, solidity and, and converting to rust 
with human involved in checking the code. So human is always involved, but the AI technology helping to write and speed up all the process. After we go to the flowchart level, where it's like dra uh, drag and drop, is a, a level where you don't need to understand deep about uh, programming, but you need to understand about the variable and how to uh, make running uh, all your structure. And when this level is finished, we generate the no code. So AI is involved in all the process for helping to speed up and uh, uh, helping to uh, code more fast. But of course, you need to have uh, knowledge and can check the code all the time. Okay, so maybe I'm just going to cherry pick a question from where we discussed, like, you want to translate, let's say, solidity to a Rust. So for those who are not aware, because I know so many people always hear about people coming on stage and they talk about coding, but like, it doesn't make any sense. So to give some feedback, uh, when we talk about EVM or solidity, it's basically the language that's used on Ethereum-based platform. So let's say, let's say I'm speaking German because I want to speak with the, the German population. Well, when I'm on Ethereum and using EVM, I'm speaking solidity. And when I'm on, like, let's say, uh, within the Cosmos ecosystem, like, let's say, Juno or Wawa, when you create a smart contract, it's going to be in Rust. So that's, it's like, I'm going to speak in English, let's say. So what Codex just mentioned is, well, there needs to be some sort of way to translate from a language to another. And what they said is they will be using AI to do so. And if you want to make an example, when you're using like Google Translate, it's, it's, it's going to do the translation. But what he's saying is like, you could use Google Translate to do from uh, Ethereum to Cosmos, let's say. So my question is, like, what AI model are you using to do this? So um, we, we are testing and using a lot of different models because it's evolving very fast. And every day you have a new kind of tool to test. So a lot of research and developer, we already not found the magic formula, but we found a formula working well for now. But the AI and uh, implementation of machine learning is completely evolving every day and every day founding new tools. I don't know before existing, I just testing and implement and maybe tomorrow I need to change again. So it's not only one specific tools, but it's a lot of different tools together. Yeah, but the thing is, like with the approach you're mentioning, there's many points of failure. Because, for example, if someone wants to do it, they could just go on ChatGPT and provide their Solidity code and be like, oh, can you transform this code into Rust? It, it, they will do it, but there's going to be some errors and stuff like that. So I'm just curious, because if you ask straight ask an AI model to translate from A to B, it's going to do it, but maybe it's not going to, the code is not going to work. So I'm just curious, like, are you guys making sure that this translation from a code to another is actually working. Yeah. So uh, this is, is where the foundation step in. We want to make sure that uh, we facilitate the infrastructure correctly. So we will be the one who checking with, uh, you know, like the contributors, uh, like a pro developer who checking. And uh, it's similar like bounty program, right? Like uh, you check and then you get a reward uh, in, in exchange and whoever uh, helping us to get uh, either royalty or uh, profit sharing or token. So that's pretty much it. So the foundation, with the help of the uh, veterans developers, will check just to make sure that the translation is correct. It's like like you said, like you touched exactly the point. Like we can just a GPT, but it's not always right. And at the end of the day, we uh, our team need to check it carefully and test 
Yeah, and uh, for go a little bit in uh, detail, you can start, for example, with uh, ChatGPT, translate uh, Solidity to Rust. After uh, you taking uh, AI tools for uh, do uh, debugging and checking and uh, compare if the first structure is the same of the second structure in terms of uh, structure, variable, and everything implemented. And after existing some audit tools for checking, uh, not very deep, but can do a first audit of your smart contract and check the, the do the debugging, uh, founding error. So basically, you can use three or four process just for a uh, uh, Anderson, but after human need to check always all the time. Okay, so that actually makes sense. So just to summarize, if I understood correctly, so you guys have a team, and then you leverage AI tooling. So I just thrown in like ChatGPT because it's the most known in the world right now. So you guys are basically have a team of experts, and you also leverage AI tooling to to help with the work that you guys are doing, and then the expert will just check if. The translation, let's say, of the, this very part actually is working. So you leverage AI tooling, you have some experts to check if the AI like outcome makes sense, and then you ship this project. Is that right? Right. Exactly. In the second okay. stage, we, we will, uh, when we have uh, enough data, we will uh, hiring expert in uh, machine learning and create a new structure for this process. But we need a lot of data and it's not ready yet, not possible yet with this amount of data. Okay, okay, that, that makes sense. I, I was just curious if you guys were using like an in-house model, custom model, but your business model is basically, you guys are leveraging AI to just create a business model, which actually makes sense. Because I think in the future, that's something we will see more and more often, because we need to leverage AI, because you want to, let's say, fail fast, like I said earlier, and you just want to explore new things. So yeah, I think mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a great business model. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate it. Thank you. And I just want to introduce Jessica. Hi, Jessica. You've had your hand hey, up. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, I think that they kind of touched lightly on my question. But using AI to scale is somewhat of a question mark for me or using exclusively AI because my experience with programs like ChatGPT and GitHub Copilot is when you're trying to use it to code, it actually has gotten progressively worse over time because there's humans on the other end training and rating the suggestions. And when they're turning to something like ChatGPT, maybe they already aren't going to be the best to be rating this. So the algorithm gets worse and worse and worse. Um, and it gets to a point where it just like gets, or it will, where it just gets like so bad so fast that all of its suggestions just aren't usable. So my question is, is how do you plan to adapt to the AI models that you are using to scale this business? And is there also room for what I would call a little bit of human scaling, where you plan to form this DAO, you recruit developers who can maybe check code in it, but if you're trying to get a community that has uh, the experience to check and vet code, would you also accept them submitting the code snippet that they wrote Thing like, hey, this smart contract's been audited by Oak. Here's the um, receipts on that, or you know, here is my template that I've used forever. It's very trustworthy. Is there an alternative mixed way for this to scale? Yes, uh, exactly. You uh, really touched on the point. One, 
uh, with this uh, proof of contribution, developer can come and found the right level for uh, the skill they have. So with uh, uh, testing, uh, they can uh, found in which way they can contribute more. So they can go to level one or level four and starting to get the reward in token and in uh, royalty. So more you contribute, you more generate your uh, passive income forever. So it can be very attractive for developer of uh, time and knowledge to contribute in, uh, in the ecosystem. And it's not just only one-time use. So for example, if you uh, build uh, the no-code itself and you already have the platform and you contribute in our ecosystem and whoever using your uh, product will always generate you the profit sharing or royalty in return. So it's um, always continuously. Okay. And just as someone who maybe would be interested in contributing code in the future, how does this royalty sharing work? Are you getting a certain percentage of their revenue of every transaction on the platform that is built off of the no code? Yes. So uh, we have a transaction fee, usage fee, deployment fee, and uh profit sharing revenue this depending okay. if it's b2b or b2c uh, b2b uh, is more specific for example we collaborate with our ecosystem and we build a specific not tools for all the uh, ecosystem and when in the b2c all the people reusing we share and split the revenue with the ecosystem gotcha okay and I guess I have one more question and this I probably should have asked it earlier but I was on the road didn't really want everybody to hear the background noise of the lovely Walmart. Um, you say that you've got solutions for both Solidity and EVM compatibility, as well as Cosmos. Is there a future where you're going to allow people to deploy no-code multi-chain applications? Yeah, that's the base or what we are building okay. is uh, multi-chain adoption. So basically, People Perfect. can contribute solidity, can contribute trust, and we do all the things related to how to deploy and how all the chain you prefer. And I guess that was my question is like, you guys yeah. are handling the back end of all of that, but say I'm a no-code developer and mm -hmm. I want to deploy a, say an NFT marketplace that's good for both Injective and Polygon. Can I do that and deploy multi-chain applications with the no-code? Like, I just want a simple drop-down on my no-code that you can switch between blockchains. Oh, I don't know if we've got uh, issues there, Jessica. It was like, I think, I think I, I can hear you. I cannot hear him. You know, they're on mute at the minute. Uh, but good morning to you there. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, yeah, doing great. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you now. We was mute. Can you guys please give us some guidance? Be where we? <laughs> In which part? Yeah, so, yeah, so I had just asked if, say, I'm a no-code user and uh -huh. I wanted to deploy my application with a drop-down that allows you to switch blockchains. Uh -huh. So say you wanted to switch between Injective, Osmosis, Polygon, whatever else um that would be an option is that going to be part of the initial tool set because yes. okay great because what i find very powerful is like i can develop smart contracts on solana and that's about it right now and of course i'm trying to learn solidity 
But really learning a new blockchain and its framework is maybe one of the most difficult parts about being a developer in this space. Yet there's a lot of push towards multi-chain applications. Yeah, uh, you are right. When you go in this kind of similar Google form, and when uh, asking you which chain you wanted to deploy, you just need to click, uh, for example, Polygon and Judo. And in automatic, uh, you will have uh, the, the wallet, for example, Kepler for a Cosmos, a Metamask for a Polygon. And you can decide which cryptocurrency using uh, accepting in uh, your uh, platform, for example, Stablecoin or the native Juno. And when you deploy a click, it uh, will be uh, directly multi-chain. Perfect. All right. That's what I love to hear. Thank you, guys. You're Our pleasure. Oh, guys, uh, I don't know if you've got the time. Uh, I know Baybands, like, we've we've got this rule, guys, because interviews lasted, like, too long before. Uh, but we do we do have the front end, uh, the guy that uh, I did ask. So he might have some front end questions. You know, Jessica's asking about some small contracts on the back end. Uh, Coin Landon Page, welcome, brother. You've missed a great show, but better late than never. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I had a business meeting. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, give me the quick rundown. What did I miss? Sorry for that. So I can uh, come up with some questions. What? Wait a minute. You want us to tell you the whole thing that we was talking <laughs> no. about in a, in a quick minute? Like, come on. No fair. No fair. I mean, We've all well, been sitting here. I, want to catch up. I, want think, to catch up. I think. Look, Coinland and Page, I think you're coming in right with this like uh, front end like aspect. So mm -hmm. no code front end. How do you feel about it, yeah. dude? So uh, I'm used to working with uh, tools like Webflow, for example, which are are industry leading in terms of no code. Uh, it's a platform that helps you design websites. Uh, uh, for the matter, Coinlanding Page is, is is made with Webflow. Um, so it, like no code definitely has a big future. Um, it just depends on how it's implemented. And, and so that's what I'm wondering, like what, what's the approach here? Yeah, for uh, the uh, front end side uh, is more uh, adoption about using uh, API and customize your CSS for uh, how to generate uh, the layout you prefer. So it's more about uh, Simple thing compared to backend and smart contract where it's more modular and we need to create a different structure. So front end is not a really uh, complex part right now, but what we can, uh, we are trying to do in future, you can just drop your uh, Figma and from Figma, we can generate all the front end uh, product uh, directly. Oh yeah, but we, we, we don't necessarily need to focus on the front end of, of the no code platform you guys are developing. I mean, uh are you guys making like a, a node editor or something like how do people put together the the no code uh, uh yeah so so it's just uh like a google form uh, when you uh, select the information you prefer uh automatically deploy the code related for example the backend the smart contract and the front end related so more option you put more code you generate less option uh, less code, basically. Okay, so it's like a list of options uh, in a, um, a modular step-by-step step step form, basically. Exactly, and uh, it's modular construction of the the code. Okay. 
So it's it's more of like a sequence that you're building instead of like really having all the blocks and being able to choose the 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 order you want. Yeah, but basically you just go. Uh, for example, if you go to uh, deploy a launchpad or uh, a name service or a marketplace, of course the uh, basic template is different. So all the code is different. But when you want to personalize your launchpad and make your own, you start to select the functionality you want, the design you want, and when you click deploy, generate based on your need. And and uh, so when building this, do you what what kind of platforms do you take inspiration from? Uh, the front end itself, you mean? Uh, no, uh, in general, just the way the product works, the the user experience, uh, the all those things. Uh, okay, I come from uh, uh, not inspiration, but uh, I'm technical guy, and uh, my co-founder is not technical guy. And I'm building a product people like uh, Ika can use without understanding about coding. So more simple as possible. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But like, so every no-code um, platform, like there are a couple different ways of approaching it. Do you guys collaborate with others? Do you take inspiration from like what? What? How can people? like get a glimpse of what they can expect from you based on your inspiration um so uh when we are talking about competitors here like um for the uh no code itself of course uh the famous one is third web right and uh what they're building is uh it's pretty cool and aside from that um last year when we when we know this project is called router protocol they're building a sdk and api where for example if you want to use the sdk for swap or something like that you can just simply um copy the code and um yeah just uh, implement the sdk and for me personally as a non tech savvy person i found it very uh fascinating so i was thinking like why don't we build something that is you know, more useful for someone like me because, okay, SDK API or no-code smart contract can be used for someone like Andrea or someone like you because you understand how code works, but not for someone like me. For me, it's like if I generate no-code smart contract, I don't know how to use it. I was just like, okay, what should I do now? But if I can uh, as simply as deploy um, my product only within a few clicks and only by filling a form and make sure the parameters is um, aligned with my vision. And that's the thing that I want. That's what I call this a dream because for someone like me, um, it, it, is, it is very uh, useful. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, sure. Uh, do you, so, do you also plan to release like templates people can go off from or uh, educational formats so, so people like understand why why and what they can use to do uh, which things like, yeah um, yeah, yeah. uh-huh so uh we just share uh for example the no code name surface it's just yeah, i think the question is about if we give uh, some educational tools for uh, other people to take this uh, advantage, uh, helping to build more fast in uh, with other product is correct. Yeah, to to learn to use your your platform, right? So because no code tools, they they typically always have the same uh, uh, like 
crutches that it makes it easy for people to 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 work with but uh, the people who don't necessarily have that technical background might not uh, immediately see which parts they need right so you always need some some education behind that exactly uh, we need to uh, give uh, explanation because we want to uh attract people not from web3 but web2 as well for example they need to understand when they deploy a launchpad what is centralized what is DAO. so when they make the the option to what they want they need to be able to learning and understand what can be a good option so will be a lot of uh, um, education involved in each form uh, you need to uh, compile and uh, that's actually where one of our strategies having a uh, uh, sorry ambassador because um, I realized that uh, I'm from Indonesia originally and uh, English is English is not my native uh, mother language right so um, it is difficult for me to understand uh, the language itself especially like um, English and technical English are completely different for me. So that's where the uh, ambassador step in, uh, helping the community uh, in local or even uh, internationally to understand and educate them in the right way. All right, nice. I guess that, that's pretty much all the questions for me. I might come up with some more later, but uh, oh, dude. back to you, Robo. They're about... We don't have later. I was going to say, there isn't a later. Yeah, uh, on a couple of points, uh, Twitter has been extremely ruggy uh tonight for the for the main account yeah ridiculous uh i don't know though i, I saw mol was going to speak earlier so mol before we start like wrapping things up bro would you like to you know mention anything or summarize anything or anything you want to say yeah i i really have to drop in like two minutes but i have like a one question which is like what if like your whole process as a failure like let's say a smart contract has an issues and it gets attacked or if the front end has a problem like let's say there's something in all this process that fails how you guys how are you accountable for these things when they happen so if there's a bug in an nft marketplace and it's not sending the nfts at the right place or someone wants to create a text and basically or there's a flash loan attack or Stuff like that. How accountable are you guys for when these things happen? Yeah, that's a very good question. So we cannot uh, release any product until it's not 100% uh, tested to avoid this specific problem. It's our responsibility to the code we provide. So, for example, now we have a MVP, uh, but we cannot allow user just now to test until we don't do enough security and enough testing. So. Uh, it's a very big point that we really need to avoid to finish in that point exactly. But I totally agree with that. And we've seen it like so many times, even like in big project on Ethereum, where like the code has been audited like three, four, any number of times by different team of people, but still they've been attacked. So I'm just curious, like how comfortable are you guys are? What if like someone that built an application on your framework and they get act and people lose money like what's your emergency plan if something like that happened let's say yeah it's a very good question and i think we need to use some uh, treasury for uh be ready for if happen in this kind of situation for be able okay. to cover back uh yeah the money lose 
Okay, that, that, that's what I was wondering because it, it can happen. I'm not wishing anyone for this to happen. I was just curious because if like at, at the end of the day, like people are using your application and there's a hundred applications that's built on Codex and then there's a failure point, then it's, it, it gets dangerous. And we've seen it in the past. It, it can happen to anyone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a very good uh, point, actually. That's why it's like, um, like we said, we don't want to um, release our template unless we've been audited. And audited is not just one thing, right? It needs to be multiple audited, need to be updated, need to be checked. And then we also have bounty program and many things to make sure that we want to um, limit uh, you know, the failure as small as possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a very good point to discuss uh, with uh, legal compliance and uh, see what we can do for, for protect first ourselves and protect the user as well. So it to be uh, discussed as well, but it's a very great point. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you for all the answers. I asked uh, many questions. Uh, I really have to drop in like a minute. So I just wanted to say uh, thanks for joining in and thanks for people for listening. And I always appreciate coming to you. Rack FM. So thanks for the the host as well. Very appreciated. Great, great space, Mol. Absolutely great space. And honestly, Kodak, <clears throat> thank you so much, guys. You've been very hospitable, lovely. Like, yeah, great to have you on the show, right? Uh, sorry. I said it was great to have you on the show. Yeah, can you hear uh, me? Oh yeah. Okay? Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry for the liking. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's our pleasure to to have you all here and thank you for all of the question like um from here we we have some you know insight or what we need to improve before we are launching like one of it is all uh, for the security concern and mm -hmm. and we would like um obviously to discuss uh, further with you all and if you have any any kind of suggestion or if you guys uh, want to uh, drop a message in our community or to me or to andrea to give some advice we are more than happy to take it yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep in touch. Uh, Jessica, before we wind up, anything you want to say? No, I don't think I have anything more. Lovely. Are you are you coming on the show next week? Are you coming on next Friday? Yeah. I don't think I can next Friday. I'm going to round up with you in the DMs, though. Okay, no worries. I'm going to say uh, I flipped, yeah. I flipped in your DMs earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, no. I'm uh, headed to Sub Zero, so that's like the day before I leave. I'll have to do actual work. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, Robo. You said next Friday. Is it this Friday that the shaman's going to be on, on the show, or is it uh, next Friday? It, no, no. The shaman's coming on in uh, five and a half hours. Can you believe the shaman from January the sixth is coming on? <laughs> Holy! Oh, so today? Oh. Yeah, yeah. In a few hours. Yeah. Wait, At what time? Five and a half hours. Shit. Uh, <laughs> Basically, guys, he's coming on at 12 PST, Pacific Standard Time. The shaman's coming on Rack FM. I'm going to bed now to get a few hours sleep. Uh, but B-Bands, before we close out, darling, anything you'd like to say? Because I have. Um, no, it's been very interesting. Um, I love that there's so many more smarter people in here that can kind of like break down a lot of what I was reading in the white paper. Um, I really appreciate Codex being able to explain and answer all the questions and not shying away from anything, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. I'm, I'm so glad that we had this space and um, I'll see you guys soon. So B-Bands, uh, first things first, uh, have you voted? 
Listen, okay, first of all, that whole doubt that out thing is making me mad because it spins and spins and spins. And I got to sit no. there while it spins. I'm going to lose my shit. Get off I'm your phone. Shit. Get on the laptop. Sort, sort your life out. We want I did. Control. I'm in the laptop. It does the same thing on the laptop. Don't you work on Team Gelotto? I've just sent Gelotto NFTs to the fucking Dow address. What you playing that woman? Get your act together, man. We've got oh, my goodness. You, oh, don't make me. I'm going to record my screen and send it to you. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. <laughs> so, B-Bands, I need to go and do a couple of things before I go to sleep for, for Get Ready for Mr. Shaman. Uh, are you going to spin up an after show, unrecorded after show, yeah, on the main account? Can you do that? I, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's keep it real. I actually have a couple of things that I need to do in IRL, so I can't. I could I could come in and, and co-host if somebody else wants to do it, but I really have a few things I need to take care of. Right, we'll share for a few okay. hours before before um, the, un- the shaman. Okay, I'll do the unrecorded after show, but then I'm I'm going to bed like uh, as soon as I've done a few things and had some food. Yeah, I'm going to get grab a few hours before uh, that, two a.m. for me. That's what you say, Robo. We all know you're going to stay awake all the time. Hell yeah, oh, he yeah. is. Yes, I he can't is. Do- I can't do 2 a.m., man. Oh, I can't. I can't. It's like what? It's uh, 20 past. Uh, yeah. It's 20 past uh, eight now. Oh, look at this. We're just about to finish, Bruce. We're just about to end the show. And he wants Wait, to come, come on. Just let, just let him say one little thing. Just We, we need his voice. And then I'm going to close it out. Maybe he can say, everybody in? get into the chopper. Is it the old man coming in? Uh, no, it's Bruce. Can you hear me? Is this thing on? Yeah, don't don't ruin a good show. We've had a great show. Don't come in and ruin it. We're about to leave, okay? Yeah, okay. I just want to say... Always has great jokes. I have the greatest, worst jokes ever. I know that. But I just wanted to say, I just dropped off my citizen. He's going out on a date. I don't know if he's going to come back home. So I can spin up an after show. And I'm actually going to get paid for this as well, because I'm going to do it in my working hours. Oh, dude, excellent. Take over the main account then. Give me 30 seconds to jump out when we finish and then jump in a new horse and then I'm, I'm happy with that. Awesome, man. Thanks, awesome. Bruce. Awesome. Yeah, hey, Bruce. I, I got nothing to do for the next, maybe until, I don't know, seven, eight, nine hours. I just have to sit and watch and get paid. So why not do a space? So... So you can basically keep the space going until the shaman starts, so I'm going to go to sleep. Oh, right? relax, well, relax, relax, relax. Calm down. Calm your tits. Hakuna, your tass. No, no. We need to end an unrecorded. <laughs> <laughs> we need to end the unrecorded and start another one when he when he it's, it's set up in the, it's in the uh, thing anyway. Dude, I'm hosting Jake. You know that. I'll be there 2 a.m., but, like, you know, I need a bit of rest. Right. Without further ado, guys, this has been another episode of Rack FM. Yeah, it's September the 8th, 2023. Your Rack FM's got nothing but love for you all. We've got some amazing NFT music coming in the pipeline, man. We're just trying to feed you culture, give you just something that's not boring, something, and, you know, enjoy the blockchain for, give the blockchain a bit of a daily purpose rather than just collect your, like, rewards, etc. your stake rewards, whatever. Boring. Uh, but... Great interview with uh, Codex tonight. Absolute pleasure. Great guys. Good to have them on. Fantastic to get really knowledgeable people who are inquisitive, asking the right questions for us. You know, we're the host, but like we know who to ask. Do you, would you want to come up and like be on the panel? You know, uh, great, great show. So Finn's going to wind this out. I don't know what track he's going to put on. I'm hoping it's a banger. I know it'll be a banger. 
But yeah, to everybody, good night, God bless. Give Bruce three or four minutes and he'll be having an unrecorded after show. Comdex, Godspeed, God bless in your mission and the best of British luck to you dudes. All right? Everyone take care. Bye-bye. Over and out. Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first Come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash Is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living Southern friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning Forming mycological bonds Click the cap, yo the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the Hostage, like the shit is played for keeps clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle. Beats tearing apart your community. All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats, and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the street. Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served